Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, good morning. It's good to see some, uh, some faces that don't usually make it to morning mass. It's good to have you here this morning with uh, Labor Day today. Nice bigger crowd. I love it. So, friends, today as, it, as the, uh, the culture celebrates Labor Day, I think there's a really beautiful connection between that uh, celebration and what the church is giving us in her liturgy today. So, a little history lesson, right? So, in the 1800s, the Industrial Revolution was taken off in a big way in the United States, and that was leading to some serious transformation in the way that the culture, the way that we understood the human person. There was a real transformation underway that the human person was becoming more and more devalued in the sense of your value is in your capacity to contribute to work, right? So the, um, the person became more and more a cog in the great industrial machine to the point where you had laborers as young as, you know, five, six years old, you know, working in factory jobs 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and there was this growing unrest, and, and there was a desire to recognize the contribution of workers, a desire to recognize the greater dignity of the person in this. And making a long story very, very short, it led eventually to the establishment of Labor Day, right? The establishment of Labor Day as a national holiday, a day of uh, rest from work and a day of recognition of the contribution of laborers. I think it's interesting. I think it's very interesting uh, that the culture intuitively and eventually sends something that is at the heart of the Judeo-Christian worldview, which is, like, rest is kind of important. <laughs> rest is kind of important. This whole idea of Sabbath is very important, that the seventh day, imitating the Lord in his creation, that he labored in the first six days and he rested from all his labors on the seventh day, Listen to this. This is the catechism on uh, this whole idea of the Sabbath. This is catechism paragraph 2172 for you overachievers who want to look at it later. 2172 says this. God's action is the model for human action. If God rested and was refreshed on the seventh day, man too ought to rest and should let others, especially the poor, be refreshed. The Sabbath brings everyday work to a halt and provides a respite. It is a day of protest against the servitude of work and the worship of money. It's a day of protest. I love this. A day of protest against the servitude of work and the worship of money. Um, I'm not old enough to remember the days where Things were closed on the weekends. Like, I'm just not, right? Many of you are, right? I don't know what that world's like, but we live in a world now where mail and things can, can be delivered seven days a week. Things are open seven days a week. People have to work seven days a week. And we live in a world of frenetic activism, frenetic busyness. We live in a world that's developing more and more time-saving devices and gadgets, and we seem to have less and less time. How bizarre is that, right? 
How bizarre is that? We seem utterly addicted to work and movement and doing and going, right? One of the things you ask people, how are things going? How are you? Busy. It's a favorite phrase. It's just, how are you? Busy. Well, we're all busy, right? Like, yeah, we know, right? You're busy. Wouldn't it be so weird if you asked that question to someone, say, how are you? And they said, I'm so rested. Like, what's wrong with you? It'd be a very bizarre response. We wouldn't even know what to do with that, right? But in some sense, we don't even know, we wouldn't even know what to do with rest when it comes to us. When moments of silence come to us, when moments of rest come to us, we fill it with more things. It's not how it's meant to be. The Lord, in his great wisdom, was trying to give us from the very beginning a model of how to be human. Rest. All the labor is for the sake of rest. And the saints, I think the saints more than anybody else, they show us how to live in this world with that end in mind that we are not simply made for labor in this world. We're made to enter into the beatitude of glory. We're made to enter into the Lord's rest, right? They show us how to labor strenuously in this world, but with the end in mind that we're made for, right? So I said at the beginning of Mass today, the church celebrates the feast day of St. Teresa of Calcutta, who, a woman who still 25 years after her death, by the way, isn't that kind of crazy? 20, she died 25 years ago. I think I did that math, right? I don't, someone can check it later, right? 25 years ago, she still remains in her death someone who is still captivating the imagination of the world. She still has such a powerful influence. Just to see pictures of her, to see statues of her, to see this woman is to be moved, is to be inspired. Teresa of Calcutta, who served the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, India, right? She embodies, I think, in some ways, the highest ideals of the corporal works of mercy, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. She embodies the highest ideals of service. She worked so hard. She labored so strenuously, working herself to the bone tirelessly, serving the poor, the most marginalized, the ones who were thrown away by society, this, the refuse of the culture thrown away to the gutters of the streets. She served them. But this is what's interesting, and this is what's important, I think, that her service for the poor was not about she wasn't like a, a head of a, you know, an NGO trying to improve the living conditions of the poor. That's not simply why we serve the poor. She wasn't fighting outright the systems of economic injustice that led to this. She and her sisters, they labored to reveal to these people their immense and undying dignity. Like she loved them. Her work was to love them. That's what she did. They were worthy of love, even in their most wretched state. They had a soul. They had an eternal destiny. And because you are this kind of creature, because you are a human person, you are deserving of this kind of love. Let me remind you of how great you are. That's what, that's what her work was. That's what she did. Much in the same way that the Sabbath is meant to remind us, you and me, that like, you have a soul, you have a soul. You have an eternal destiny. You will outlive the very last star in the universe. Do not forget who you are. Don't forget what you are. Don't forget where you're headed. So friends, today as we uh, pull ourselves away from work, as we pull ourselves away from labor to enter into rest, may we actually enter into rest and not be busy about trying to fill it with so much other work because we don't know what to do. Let us remind ourselves 
through this rest that we are headed towards the eternal rest of beatitude with glory himself. Amen.